forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast. Scary Scary Stories stories to to Tell tell on the Pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, spooky things you tell us about. Uh, It is primarily a pod... Oh. It's primarily a podcast. It's primarily a podcast. (laughs) It's primarily a comedy podcast about horrifying things. So think of it like if Carrot Top was describing the plot of Hellraiser. Yes, that is very close <laughs> to what we are. And I do believe that me and Carrot Todd have, have the same birthday. Oh, I think you said the same, the same manager or something. I was going to be like, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, he's born on February 25th. We have nothing in common. <laughs> oh, my God. I suck. Oh, dear Freaking sweet Carrot me. Top. <laughs> dear sweet CT. Oh, my oh God. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's right. Um, yeah. So we're, we're mostly comedy. And the thing that we are interested in as comedy is scary. That is okay? exactly it. That's correct. Right? Is everyone okay? Everybody clear? Okay. So for the big um, sort of ghost hunter, serious boys um, <laughs> who sort of latently own rifles and don't use them. Spectral maybe. rifles. Spectral rifles. Yeah. Maybe this, yes. you know, just adjust your inner gauge, you know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you won't. Either way. Hey, hope you do you and and maintain a happy life. Yes. Um, I saw something that reminded me of the thriller music video just now, which just is relevant now? to our pod. Yes, we just okay. Jason and I just finished watching it. Jason, boyfriend of the pod, um, yes. we watched uh, Escape from New York. Oh, I haven't seen it. It is extraordinarily eighties. Um, sort of a comment on the the bad state of the world, but yeah. Anyway, it it's just like people coming out of the um sewers and sort of creeping from around corners um but there's a very great sort of um tim curry adjacent main freak uh, (laughs) has like a wild puffed out perm and uh it's just as great i love that people are like oh yeah criminal new yorker definitely gonna have the biggest hair that makes me laugh oh Um, i love that but so that was kind of scary. His name is Frank Doubleday. Oh, the actor? Yes. Uh, that's that name sounds familiar. I feel like he's an 80s an 80s actor who I've probably seen in other things. Yeah, I'm going to send it to you in the, the chat, which we learned yeah, about I, from our our um oh, our guest from Max Jenkins. From Max Jenkins. Look at this. Oh, <laughs> that's so easy. Oh, wow, he does look like a thriller uh zombie. I know. I'm like, wow. why are all these people wearing eyeliner? He kind of looks like if, um, in, if like this person were in a lot of horror makeup, uh, Philip Labus. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I feel like Philip could really nail that role. Um, friend of the pod because friend, friend of, of the, pod. the person who's, I would say, one of the strongest sort of side plots of um, <laughs> uh, Watchmen. Like yes. anything Regina King is going to win, but of the non-Regina King content, I'd say that his episode was I know he a was so good. Contender. He played young looking glass, right? Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. He's so, so good. good. 
So good. Um, anyway, yeah, well, I. Oh, sorry. Good. Oh, I was gonna say, what'd you watch today? What did I watch today? Oh, oh, this is relevant. This is relevant to the pod as well. So, um, Anna and Jason and Chris and I are all now watching this show, which we mentioned in the last episode called Insane Pools. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've had some pretty extensive debates about whether the uh, owner of the exotic pool design company is attractive or not. Um, very complicated <laughs> feelings all around. Lucas Pool. <laughs> but I, it occurred to me that a great sort of um, mockumentary horror movie would be that one of the central like things that happens in every episode is uh, the oh, like the pool designer guy Lucas. Yes, uh, he like takes massive glacial rocks to a place to have them split in half with a huge saw. Yes, and I thought, what if one of the rocks had like an ancient prehistoric <gasps> thing in it, or like an alien? And it cracked yeah. in half and got out and either infected the head of the pool design company or just was like running amok in Florida. I love Florida horror. I love that. Uh, can we pitch on this a little bit? So yes, it's a bunch of like microscopic, like when Florida was a tundra, which I don't know yes. if that ever happened, but for, for the purposes of the pitch, we'll figure it yes. out. And uh, this is back in the um, before dinosaur days when um, asteroids were hitting the earth. And this was sort of like microscopic, um, sort of aliens and they're stuck in the rock and then they get cut open in Florida and the Florida heat causes <gasps> them to slowly grow. Yes. Oh, I but love this. But they get Anna. in our brains maybe. Maybe brain is better than growing. Yeah, I, I would say it's I, like either what happens is it only infects young people and so the heroes are people in a nursing home community <laughs> or... <laughs> <laughs> or it only affects the elderly and then it's sort of like political. Correct. Correct. I, yeah. I tend to find – like I love Cocoon. So sort of a horror-adjacent <laughs> Cocoon would be very fun. What is the plot of Cocoon? Uh, cocoon is very different. Cocoon is like I think aliens make old people feel young again or something. I forget. Oh. I don't actually know. Um, <laughs> they just like um, give them a haircut. <laughs> like they go and like get – like have um, manicurists go into a, <laughs> a, a sort of older community and – <laughs> yeah, give them makeovers, make them feel wow. nice. Yeah, it's um so yeah, that's that's, that's my That's cocoon, right? That's that's cocoon. You nailed it. <laughs> anyway, it anyway, is a Monday, everybody. It's a Monday. Um uh, again, we this podcast is sort of for us and for a lot of you guys like a little blip of not the world for a moment, mm-hmm. but obviously everything going on in the world right now. No, just the constant deaths of black Americans is uh, yeah. bad and we hate it. And everyone who's out there protesting, um, keep letting us know what you need. Right. Um, please, please be safe and look out for each other as much as you can. Yeah. Don't um, post pictures of protesters faces. Yeah. And we never like that. Don't wear your contacts to a protest. <laughs> um, Got to wear your glasses. Um, but we are with all of you. Yeah. And um, because we're talking about other stuff doesn't mean we're not also doing our homework. And right. Um, this is just a little bit of an island of not the world. Yeah, we're here if you need just a bit of an escape for a bit. Um, I, we know that that doesn't solve the huge problems that are being faced uh, in recent weeks and months that are, you know, uh, evidence of major systematic hundreds and hundreds of years worth of mistreatment. Um, but hey, if you need a little bit of silly blip of nothingness for a bit, we're here for you to recharge. And if you want um, 
resources for how you can get involved. You can go to me and Andrew's Instagram pages. We've been posting mm-hmm. stuff um, and donate to your local um, cash bailout Love uh, that. organization. And that's that's what we'll say. We're stupid, and we're sorry if this was said wrong. And <laughs> no. oh gosh, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. I think that's part of it too. Is like a willingness to be a little bit green and stupid. Because like, if you never start talking about it, and you never right. get good at it, um, listening is also better. That's why God gave us three ears and no mouth, um, Boy, so we could yeah. listen more than we talk. But right, it is that's been a big thing too, also, where it's like so much of the instinct is to be on the defensive about these things of like, well, I didn't do it, or like I'm trying to do the right thing, and I'm you know, and it's like just take a step back, like don't center everything on you. And I mean, this is this is more to people in Anna and my positions who are uh middle class white people. Um and sometimes it's just a matter of like Instead of putting the weight on your, uh, like the emotional weight on your black friends or your friends of color, like, uh, you know, do some research yourself, try to educate yourself as much as you can. Um, There's a great resource uh, called Showing Up for Racial Justice, Surge. They did a really awesome, uh, it's kind of just tutorial on Facebook that you can go visit if you search uh, for Surge, S-U-R-J, on Facebook. Um, that I found super helpful. And yeah, like I think sometimes it's just a matter of like calming down for a second for yourself, realizing that like this this issue is not uh, a, a time to suddenly become defensive, but it is a time to like educate yourself and reexamine um, what, your, what your role is and what your responsibility is. Yeah, your comfort doesn't have to be the only thing that matters. Like, if you're Mm -hmm. uncomfortable for a little bit, that's okay. And this is coming from two of the most comfort-seeking human beings (sighs) on Earth. Dear listener, I'm a Taurus. Andrew's a playwright. I'm a Leo. uh, He's a playwright and uh, with a wig moon and with a wig moon. (laughs) Pay less rising. (laughs) Have you seen? Okay, I will say this is um, uh, uh, on a far more silly topic. There was a thing going around about like, what is your monster sign? (laughs) Oh, that was like, which is like, what like werewolf, vampire, ghost, mermaid, blah blah blah. Like, and it breaks it breaks down like the qualities, and you can take a you can take a quiz. And, um, and I took, oh gosh, I don't know. I took some stupid online quiz and it did say I was, um, werewolf with ghost rising, which I was like, yeah, that all makes sense to me. That's very true. Yes. I might be like, um, swamp thing. Cause I love a pool <laughs> with, um, sort mummy of was like, an option. A what? Mummy was definitely an option. Oh, mummy. I don't know if I'm a mummy though. I feel like mummies are stylish. <laughs> oh, I, I, interesting. I might be like, um, sort of like gaunt older woman wearing a wedding dress in the attic. I think that's sort of my rising wraith. Sign. Yeah. Kind of a wraith. wraith. I'm yeah. a wraith. Sorry to <laughs> pop your earballs, but, um, all to say, um, we love you and uh, do the work mm-hmm. and we're stupid and we're all going to work. We're all going to work. Is everything okay? <laughs> What's we're stupid and we're all going to work. Um, I feel like that's a line from Animal Farm. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of their pledge. Yeah. We are oh stupid. We're all going to work. We're all going to work. Um, <laughs> and that's that. And That's that. And that's that's what's gonna be. Um, 
great. So today, it's Monday. It is a Monday. The week starts again, which I find to be insensitive, I think. <laughs> Just keep the, going week. Just let um, us live in a perpetual the week. The amount of weeks that keep happening is devastating. But A torrent. Um, great. Uh, today's my turn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm almost positive we have not read this. Great. This is from More Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, the squiggle. Of course. Um, And this story is called The Church. Oh, we haven't read this yet. It's very similar to one that we have read. Yes, but I I do love this one. Okay, here we go. There was a fellow named Larry Berger who wasn't afraid of anybody alive. Wow. Okay, this is a very... We are getting first name, last name, and a defining quality right off the bat. It's iconically scary stories. It's iconically Alvin Schwartz. Um, it starts with a Stephen Gamel drawing that is iconically Stephen Gamel. Mm-hmm. We're in the sweet spot. Yes. We're, we're right in the sweet spot. Um, great. But anybody who was dead. Oh, sorry. Okay. We're going again. <laughs> but anybody who was dead scared the wits out of them. Wow. Mm. See, he wasn't afraid of anyone alive, but anyone dead. Yeah. And that's like who a little bit them? of like a, that's a little bit of like a reversal. It's like a commentary on the idiom. It's just fun. <laughs> I like that too. I like that as like, um, I'm Larry Berger, uh, two truths and a lie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm Larry Berger. I'm a fellow and I'm not afraid of anybody alive and anyone dead scare with him. <laughs> what? One night, Larry was out driving in the country in his old Jeep when he got caught in a bad thunderstorm. The rain was coming down in sheets. Since his Jeep didn't have a top to it, Larry started looking for a place to take shelter. I have to say, Larry is not a cool name, and I don't picture a Larry Burger, especially we're going to assume he's a chosen. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I feel like most I, Jews don't drive Jeeps. I mean, I, maybe it's fellow it, it chosen may- folks. It might be um, if, if depending on the time period, this is like post World War II. One would assume maybe Larry uh, drove a jeep. Maybe he was in the in the war, the China Burma India uh, arena of the world World War II. Maybe and he was driving jeeps. He drove. And he just home. took it home. Yeah. <laughs> he just he took it home. home. That's why he doesn't have a top, so he can go blub 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 under the water. It's kind of warhorse, but with a jeep. <laughs> war jeep. <laughs> Can I just tell you something? So today our friend Mike Spence uh, came to our building and we like talked to each other from across the street and um, or from across – wait, sorry, from across like the sidewalk. We, we you know, six feet distance. We had masks on and everything. That's but um, <clears throat> at one point I forget what I said. Oh, I was, I was remembering when I had met a cousin of his that he mentioned and uh, I said – I like kind of looked off into this, the distance and I said, war horse. And then Mike looked as though I had seen a warhorse and was saying warhorse. <laughs> like over his shoulder? Yeah. Like oh I like, like looked down the sidewalk and was like, oh, warhorse. And then he looked behind him. And I was like, did you think a warhorse was coming? Just four professional puppeteers galloping <laughs> down the street. I'd be terrified. <laughs> I would A few too. things would so, scare me more than that. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, anyway, Larry so, Berger driving his open Jeep Larry in the country. Berger, yeah. Yes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and picture this. I, we're not at casting up, but I'm going to picture it as Burger from Sex and the City. So this is, um, oh, the hell's his name? John Livingston, Ron Livingston, uh, Ron Livingston. Yes. Who I had a huge crush on and who Chris looks a lot like. Whoa, that's true. Yeah, I did it. Andrew, stop shoving politics down their throats. <laughs> I don't know. What if, someone was t- 
I would love if someone was totally fine with the first 10 minutes of our podcast today. And then <laughs> I got awkward. to saying my, my husband looks like Ron Livingston. And be like, oh, you don't want. Yeah, just like. <laughs> Selectively the, evolved. Why does angriest... your wife look like Ron Livingston? Boom. <laughs> 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 oh, by the way, Ron Livingston, when we did the um, uh, Who Were the Hottest Dads in Horror? Uh, he yeah. was, we, we didn't put him in the list. And then like 12 people were like, Ron Livingston in the conjuring. And I was like, yeah, no, I get oh. that. Whoa. He's in the conjuring. Yeah. He's the dad. He's the hot I dad. I watch the conjuring. Yeah. Yeah. I think God, still God, for God, me, God. it's Winston, Winston Duke gets the number, Winston Duke gets the number one spot. He's a good, he's a good, yeah. we like he. Good Lord. Okay. okay. Um, okay. So Larry, he's in his Jeep. The Jeep doesn't have a top cause he's fun. Um, <laughs> or he drove it home from the war. He's looking for shelter. But at the first place he came to, he didn't even slow down. It was an old, deserted cabin, probably dry as a bone inside. But Larry knew for a fact that it was haunted, and he wasn't going to stay there. To know for a fact that something's haunted when your name is Larry is insane. Like, if you're Larry, you're an accountant, you're a father, you're the peer who's saying, is this a good idea? Like, Larry's are, I don't, it's weird. I'm intrigued. He's like a party boy because of his Jeep, but he believes in ghosts. I know. I think they're describing like very crushworthy. I I I I was gonna say I was gonna say it, but again, I don't want people to be like, this gay person is always saying he has a crush on the lead protagonist of all these stories. But I do think we're setting up someone who I, I would classically have a crush on. I will also say that having a crush is cowardly. So it, it goes oh, yeah. with the theme of our show. It's about being afraid. <laughs> if you have a crush, you are a coward. <laughs> <laughs> Stitch that onto a baseball hat, you absolute computer printer. A baseball hat. Yeah. Please. A few miles farther, he came to an old abandoned church standing all alone in a field. It hadn't been used in years. All the window glass was gone, but it still had sections of the roof intact. Whoa, this seems bad. Sections Mm -hmm. of the roof. That's that's hard. Also, to see a building that's in the middle of a field that doesn't have any window glass is an actual nightmare. I this know. sounds so scary. That's what I mean. In like one of our earliest episodes, I talked about there's a there's just a portion of the country when you drive cross country where like things do look like that, and there are like open fields with like abandoned churches or houses, yes. and it's like I wouldn't shelter myself in that. Also, not a dependable form of safety from lightning. You know, just remember that it's not. No, you want um, a building that has grounding. I, I'm oh. almost definitely using the wrong terms there. You've but painted yourself into a fucking corner. I know, and boy, I've got, I've got a for our I was wrong okay segment today. I've got a litany of them, but okay. I think that there's because I remember in Florida there was this big in like fourth grade we had this thing where like what are structures that are safe to run to in the event of lightning because I think there are more mm-hmm. deaths from lightning strikes in Florida than any other. St- Date, I could, I'm probably wrong about that, but um, that sounds right. Yeah, I see. I, I think it's like thunderstorms every day there for more than half the year. So um, they said like a shed or a shack or like an or like an awning, not safe. Whoa! Um, because if lightning strikes, it could just like blow that. I mean, not blow it up, but like. <laughs> You I know. pictured it in my mind. I pictured the Blast close-up it. shot and then cutting to the wide. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that it needs uh, – Chris has his headphones in and is working. Otherwise, I would just shout and ask him. But yeah, there's something where it's like um, most homes and structures have some degree of grounding. Usually, it's in the form of plumbing where it's, it's taking oh. the electricity and putting it deep into the ground. Interesting. Um, 
Which maybe is why they say don't take a shower during a lightning storm. I don't know. Anyway. Do they say that? My mom did. They, my mom, my mom is they. I, <laughs> she is a, she is a cacophony of witches, <laughs> I'd say. Of positive, loving st- Catholic witches. A storm of witchcraft. She is. Um, good to know. I'm learning all sorts of stuff. Um, so Larry parked his Jeep and ran inside. It was as dark as could be in there. Larry groped around until he found a pew and sat down. It was nice and dry, just as he thought it would be. And he stretched out his legs and made himself comfortable. The end. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, there was a big flash of lightning, and Larry saw that he wasn't the only one in that church. There were people sitting in almost every pew. They all had their heads bowed as if they were praying. And they were all dressed in white. (gasps) These must be ghosts sitting in their shrouds, Larry thought. They must have come in from some graveyard to get dry. Larry jumped up and ran down the aisle as fast as he could, right (laughs) smack into one of the ghosts. And the ghost, he went, bah. (laughs) Wow. The end. The end. How are we feeling? Are we feeling annoyed? Are we tricked? Are we delighted? Did it work? Yeah, um, I will say, and this is probably a remnant of my childhood, immense relief on my part. Okay. Um, yeah, that this is a this is a church filled with sheep. I have more questions. That's for sure. Sure. Um, the I sheep, will say oh, the sorry. sheep are sheep. No, you go. Yeah, I was gaslit by one of my nieces when I read her this story because when I would read the stories to my nieces and nephews, I would always when they were very young, I'd always I would always start with the funny ones to be like, yeah, this is about processing being scared into like finding a way to cope with it. Um, and at the end of the story, she was like, why did it say that? And I was like, because it was a sheep. And then she was like, no, 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 no. It was a ghost. And I was like, no, no, he thought they were ghosts. And then truly she was so sure as like a four-year-old, she was like, no, 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 they're, they're ghosts. It, but it made the sound of a sheep. (laughs) This is what I thought happened the first time I read this today. Um, (laughs) it is in the funny section of the book called The Last Laugh. Um, These stories are scary and funny. Um, But yeah, my first thought was, oh, this is just one of those stories that has like yelling at the end of it, Mm -hmm. which I know there's lots of different camps. I think I would, if I had to pick one of the two, if this is a binary system, I would be anti jump scare yell story because I I think it's cheating. Mm -hmm. Um, I get that it's hard to end stuff, but we can't just be yelling at people. Also, like, I don't like these stories that have spoken endings because I'm usually reading it by myself. (laughs) If I'm nine and a story is like, grab one of your friends and I'm by my fucking self. That feels bad. Harsh reminder. Yeah. I just am in my room confident that I will be a virgin for another 11 years. Just... (laughs) Grabbing no one. <laughs> that's, that's what it comes down to. I won't have a friend to grab for a long time. Grabbing no one. Grabbing yeah. no one. Um, oh, and then the illustration I haven't said. Oh, yeah. Um, this one's great. It is, uh, you know, it, it's sort of like a perfect rectangle, except mm-hmm. where the, the edges are clean. And it comes at the beginning of the story right under the title. And yes. But the bottom edge is jagged like a piece of sod. Like yeah, you've ever seen so the cross section of sod where there's like roots coming down, a couple of like blood drips, um, and there's a cemetery on one side with sort of like ziggy zaggy um, tombstones, some crosses, and then on the left side of the frame is this 
super sparse church yeah. um, that's like sort of picture like a church like in Westworld. It looks like the church from Westworld with like a steeple at the top and then a cross. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And then there's some bats just <clears throat> for fun. Just because bats are campy. Isn't that and nice? And it's cloudy. I, yeah. I, 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 my association with this because – I think my earliest memories of these books are probably from when I was like three or four and my Uncle Bob gave us um, the like treasury of all of them. And at the time we lived in New Hampshire, it was before we moved into our like big spooky Victorian house. But we were living in this um, like very strange planned community in New Hampshire because there aren't a lot of those called Southdown. And it was sort of a sad time. We moved in like the winter, so it was sort of like bleak and uh, and I, I just have like kind of like like – not not like somber memories, but everything seemed kind of like – it felt like everything sort of looked like the illustrations in this book. And uh-huh. at the front of Southdown, there was this old like um, sun-bleached, like wind-blown looking old barn house that they had converted into like the leasing center. But it looked from a distance oh. and from like our house, it looked a lot like this church. Um, and a lot of, you know, a lot of cemeteries everywhere in, in New Hampshire, as we've mentioned before. And so like this one always puts me in a very particular place, but I get a sort of like romantic evocativeness from it, which I like. It is romantic. It is evocative. I can't believe mm-hmm. you saw something like this in person. I'm so jelly. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's not exactly like that, but you know, when you're a kid and you conflate like a fantasy thing and a real thing and they become one thing in your head, I'm sure that's what's happening now. Um, but old wood is sort of a cornerstone of New Hampshire culture. So I yes. think that kind of plays into it. Old wood. Um, <laughs> That's what we yeah, name our like, first child. Yes, yes, yes. There's a few buildings out east on Long Island that sort of looks like this. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, Andrew, what is scary about this story to you? Um, okay. I think what is scary about the story to me is uh, the setup of a really classic spooky uh, trope um, to the point that like it's building up. There's all these really great elements, a storm, a guy who's not afraid of anything, uh, the fake out of a haunted cabin that he's not going to stay at. Um, Full on fake out. You think yeah. he's fine. This is sort of similar to the appointment where someone's like, yes. I saw death. Okay, we'll go to the city. He won't find you there. Like, yes. You're not getting away, you know? Totally. Like, I'm being safe. No, you're not. The, no, you're, you're, I'm being safe. You're in more danger. No, you're not. I'm being safe. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Um. What about, what about you, Anna? What's scary about it to you? I think it's scary that, like, um, just the idea of someone sort of driving. I think it's scary that we don't know anything before or after this for him. Like, that he's just uh, in a topless Jeep in a thunderstorm and we don't know why. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Like oh, that's that, a good that's, point. It feels like if at the end we found out that he was the ghost and that he died, like, driving in a rainstorm, I would not be surprised. That's a really good point. Oh, I like that. It's really weird. Um, um, haunted yeah, churches are always scary. Also, just the idea of sheep in the dark is scary. We should have oh, said it's sheep. It's sheep. Yes. There's sheep. Um, they were sheep. They were yeah, sheep. Yeah, okay. To be clear, they were sheep. Also, but sheep can be scary. Do sheep have, like, how goat eyes are? <laughs> Sorry. Sheep ma'am. have how goat eyes are, yes. Classically, <laughs> Andrew Farmer question. Yes. Do they do they have the um lo- kind of oblong pupils? They I'm do. Go- I'm okay. I'm. I'm answering so confidently because I have seen two and a half shape in person. <laughs> 
I think they, I think they do. I think you're right. Um, um, they're very cute. I mean, they look similar to my dog, Ladybird, who. Oh, she, she is kind of a sheep shape. She just a sheep shape. <laughs> She's sheep shape. She's sheep got sheep? You know, sort of like a uh, a real like loaf. But everyone says their dog is a loaf. My dog is a loaf. <laughs> And then she's got these very, what is it, Ovid ears? What is the the adjective relating to sheep? Leave oh, me alone. I, that sounds right. No. All the, uh, Ovid. Oh, I don't know. Ovidian. Ovidian. No, that's Anna. relating to the Latin poet Ovid. Guys, oh, okay. fuck off. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm just Googling sheep adjective. Mind your business. I guess it's like equine or horses, right? Bovine or cattle. Gope? The goat? I said goat. Gope. No, leave me she out of said, this. No, no, I'm minding you my said own go. business. You're the one listening. You're the one listening to this. No <laughs> one is talking go. to you except for me. Really rude. <laughs> you right now? Rude. Me? Normal. <laughs> yeah, sheep are scary. I, I I think it's scary. I think onomatopoeic uh, animal noises are scary. Like when a dog oh. literally goes woof, you know? It's crazy. Like that's scary to me. Some, some dogs do go woof. It's nice when... When Ladybird says, Woof, that's as close as she gets. It's kind of nice. I know. Um, one time I got roasted by a German counselor at camp because a cow, he was on the farm unit. Um, uh-huh. And I was on farm because I missed um, signups for activities. And <gasps> uh, farm was not my first choice, but I was there and I wasn't used to being there. And I was staying next to a cow. And it said M O O Moo, <gasps> and it was so shocking. And I said, "Oh my god!" It said Moo, and he said, "Oh wow, cow goes Moo, wow, Anna, wow." You know what? He needs it's, to take a step back. It's pretty rude. Um, That's rude. He's probably dead now. I don't know. I haven't heard from him. <laughs> ovine. Ovine. Oh, wow. You were, I mean, that's almost it. Ovine. The adjective of lying to sheep is ovine. Yeah, that's it. Collective term for sheep is flock or mob. <laughs> oh, a mob of sheep. Scary. Wow. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's scary to think of um, sheep in a church anyway, because it's like, how'd they get in? Right. Are they religious? What are they doing? Are they velociraptors who know how to open doorknobs? Yeah. They go bob. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They were very cool about it. I think Larry Berger was making a big deal out of like a pretty chill situation. Imagine running into a sheep. That I, I don't like. <laughs> that like it cr- would hurt your back because like I it know. would hit. We have to assume maybe around hips or have mid you ever, thigh. Have you ever? I've been because my 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 best friend growing up Ben had a lot of farm animals, and I have been butted by a goat before. But I I've never not. been oh butted by a sheep. That doesn't yeah, surprise was, me at all based on everything that's happened to you in your life. It was not it, – it did not feel good. And it was a little goat. So like <laughs> – Where did it bite you? <laughs> um, my, ben and I were in fifth grade. We were making um, a model of the National Cathedral to recreate <laughs> – our class was recreating all of Washington, D.C. with like <laughs> small buildings. And we were out <laughs> in the back and um, the goat – I feel like the goat's name was like G-O-T or something. I, anyway, um, he jumped on top of our box and we like were trying to scare him away because he was going to crush it. And then we were like getting back to work and then he butted me like in the butt, like with my back turned him. <laughs> and it was – it did. I mean again, like I think I think if anything, the butt's probably the best place to get butted. I can't believe it. That's <laughs> true. The butt, Andrew, why is your wife – Look like Ron Livingston. 
I yeah, I why It's the best place to get butted. Take that take that to the bank. The butt is the best place to get butted. But it's um, what you butt. Yeah, you can uh. only get only the only verbs that can happen to you are what the object is called on your body. That's true. Like you you can get kneed in the knee and that's it. You can get um, elbowed in the butt. <laughs> you can get goat in the head. It um, makes me think once uh, another one of my nieces uh, got in trouble because on the toilet she wrote toilet in permanent marker. <laughs> <laughs> that is something that I would do now. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh so much. <laughs> what? Were they able to get it out? I, I think so. I think so eventually. And I think it was – I think my sister-in-law ended up not being upset because she was like, why would you do that? And I think in school they were like – had an assignment where you were you would write what the thing was on it and then she just yeah. did that in real life. And then my sister-in-law was like, yeah, I mean I guess that makes sense. <laughs> oh my god. That's so deeply funny. I hope she's like 21. Yeah, now she's she's starting her freshman year of high school in oh, uh, no. in the fall. It's she did up. this last week. Yeah, she did this last week. I, <laughs> she's really been struggling with uh, learning from home. <laughs> Toilet. You are rich with nieces, Andrew. I do. It is uh, one of my greatest one of the greatest gifts that have been given to me is I have many many nieces and nephews, and all of them behave in a way that provide endless wonderful stories. <laughs> Um, That's good, but yeah. A, a, long story short, avoid getting butted by any sort of animal because this one it. didn't even have horns yet, and it still hurt. I can't. How did it affect your relationship with your friend? Was he able to respect you after? I mean, I think I think we, if anything, got closer because he was like, "Oh yeah, she'll do that." You know, like wow. there were a lot of. Um, I and I and here's the thing: as we got older, I think when we were in eighth grade. Uh, we had like a big like eighth grade sleepover for his birthday. And by this point, the goat was a full grown goat and it would also ram into people. And that would hurt a lot more. Oh my God. No, but I did not get, I did not get rammed. At Don't that do this. Yeah. You yeah. know what? You gotta, you gotta have some sort of pain with someone in order to grow close. I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And just, um, in general, I don't know. I feel like this could have been a cool night for him. I feel like this is something that people pay upwards of $75 for on um, uh, Airbnb, like these experiences Mm -hmm. you can have. Julie Klausner on her amazing podcast uh, that I'm obsessed with and have been for years. How was your week? She just was reading the Airbnb listing of um, it was like tea with goats and um, (laughs) or sheep. I forget if it was sheep or goats. But you can, uh, it was also to, like I a sleepover with one. the goats and sheep. I think Julie Klausner is so funny. I just, there are certain people that I will never be able to fully chill out around. If I, not that I've been around her much, but I, I'll never be able to not be starstruck. I, yeah. I, when she followed me, I think of something in me, I was like, something in me switched. It was like a really, <laughs> it was a really nice moment. It, um, you became good. I became good. I stopped, I stopped all my loitering it's good you love to loit i used to love to loit um who would we cast in this anna who would be our good larry question Berger? i mean ron livingston is definitely on retainer yeah. or on hold yeah. or whatever the term is i keep picturing um god what's his name maybe is it albert brooks oh i like albert brooks yeah um, um I'm thinking – it's funny. I, I, have you been watching The Plot Against America? I have not. 
I it's it's great. I, I just it's about if um, it's an HBO series about if Lindbergh had run for president and won. Yeah. So it's like my father hard, has told me the plot many times. Yeah, it's hard. But the um, the father in it who plays Herman Levin, his name is Morgan Spector, and he strikes me as kind of a Larry Berger type. Um, Oh, I yes. mean, I think I think in I think in like in in the Annie Leibovitz like Vanity Fair spread, it would probably be like Seth Rogen or um, Jesse Eisenberg, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of I like the I, I like the idea of like maybe giving this person a little bit of allure. I like that too. I hope you were saying a little bit of allure, <laughs> just a oh. little bit. Oh, if Larry Berger is not in a full velour tracksuit, full velour fatigues. No, just a little bit, like a diagonal sort of sash, like a mare would have. I don't think I've ever worn any velour. Well, listeners, you heard the man. Um, Get in touch with Andrew for his home address. Send him velour. Send Andrew Farmer velour. Hashtag it. Oh, wouldn't that be great? I'd love that. We need to do this. Yeah. Um, Um, What about about the sheep? Who Who would be the sheep that he runs into? First person I thought of was Parker Posey. <gasps> oh, wow. That's um, really good. We just watched an episode of High Fidelity that she is on that she, I could have watched it for years. She, uh, there she, there was some interview she did where uh, she went to this like fancy Hollywood white elephant party for Christmas where like everyone's supposed to bring a big, everyone's supposed to bring, you know, like a, a fancy expensive gift. But she, she like misunderstood what a white elephant party was. And so she thought it was like a potluck. So she just bought a big, she brought a big pot of mushroom soup that she'd made. That is a good white elephant gift, though. Which which then became a big thing that people were. And then I think, I, I if I remember correctly in the interview, she was like, and then I sort of like tried to make it seem like they were there were hallucinogenic mushrooms in it and oh. then the guy who bought it got in touch with me and he was like hey just so you know i didn't feel anything and she was like i'm sorry it was a joke <laughs> oh my god she's i mean i don't normally approve of the phrase must be protected at all costs but it, that yeah. is how i feel i agree i agree um, uh yeah parker posey really good also um, it's think? uh isabella rossellini maybe yes. she does you know, that she does series where she dresses up like um Insects. Animals having sex. Yeah. Animals. Green porno, I think it's called. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that good. would be good casting. This one I also have – I this one, uh, like a director springs to mind too, which oh, is say. like maybe like a Taika Waititi so, mm-hmm. or, or maybe like an Edgar Wright, you know? Yeah. Something um, with sheep in a church. You, those are your go-tos. Right. And I don't – I think it, it, it's like it. part of it might just be like – a New Zealand slash British association with sheep, but also those two ha- like have a great appreciation for genre, but a good sense of yeah. humor. And I think that's helpful. And also like gravity. Gravity. Like yes. it still would be scare, <laughs> but good. God, yeah. now I just want to watch um, Best in Show. Best in Show is, uh, and again, Parker Posey's performance in that is absolutely perfect she's so so good in it truly wild um yeah that's Uh, a pretty perfect movie it it has enough dogs that's for sure (laughs) i'm Um, so glad you brought this one in anna thank you andrew um it it feels good to read it's nice i'm getting scared that we're running out of stories but when i ran across this one i felt i felt nice 
the good news is there are still some – I think we're, we're, we've got some of the heavy hitters actually still left. And part of me wants to like save them for uh, – we're kind of approaching our 100th episode, Anna, which is crazy. That can't be reality yeah. and yet it yeah, is. Yeah, we're almost a year in. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. But like we haven't read The Red Spot yet. We haven't read The Big Toe yet. We haven't read – like there are just a lot of them that – we haven't we read, haven't read High Beams. Toe? No. I think that was um, one that was one that we recorded when we were figuring out how to make these things that then we, we were, were like, figuring oh, we out can't which side this. of the microphone you talk into. <laughs> oh my god. Listening to that listening to the first episode that I cut together, like if I mean an octopus would have done a better job. Like if you'd been no. like, Here, octopus, you have a you have two hours to figure out how to work a computer and like, like an octopus would have done a much better job than I would have. Um That's true. So, very thankful for so Jason and the whole Forever Dark team because yes. good lord. Thank God for they. Thank um, God for they. Should we do Andrew what um has something scary happened to you this week? I would love to. I'm going to I'm going to do a quick um I was wrong, okay? Oh, uh, do, I was wrong. Okay. Yes. That. Do this. Yes. Um so, and this is very helpful. I, I Anna and I are experts about very specific things. So anytime someone is an expert about a thing that we know so little about. Always love that. Um, and we got an Instagram message from Michael, uh, who pointed out that when we had the Giles Corey episode, and I mentioned one of the um, tried uh, innocent people who was accused of witchcraft, her like dying words were, you shall have blood to drink to one of the people um, accusing her. Uh-huh. I said it was Rebecca Nurse. It was an actuality. Sarah Good. So uh, that is important to note. This is looking really bad for you, Andrew. I have to be honest. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's already half of our sponsors have pulled. <laughs> yes. Um, um, yeah. But it is. It is important <laughs> because Sarah Good was Rebecca Nurse and Sarah Good are two very different figures. Rebecca Nurse is like highly respected member of the community. Comes from a lot of money. Was very old and hard of hearing. Sarah Good. Um, <laughs> Sarah Good is a, a a badass and is like really remarkable. I hate saying badass. I'm sorry that I said that. You can. Um, it's okay. Hey, we're here uh, for um, you. She was a Sarah Good was like a tough gal. Like that's probably a better way of putting it. Which is she would very regularly just be shouting curses in the street. Um, and was like, <laughs> oh, um, shit. yeah, exactly. It was very hostile in, uh, in the courtroom, which is really great. Some of the court records, she just is like, always like throwing zingers back. And so it makes much more sense for her to end. Uh, you shall have blood to drink right before she's, she dies. Um, would love, would love to see like a one, a one woman Sarah Good show, you know? Yes. Hollywood is begging for it. <laughs> Andrew, I think it's your time. It's my time. It's my Well, I feel like I would write it and then cast Parker Posey. <laughs> yes. I feel like she'd be uh, great. Let um, us have a let us have a lunch. Let's have a lunch. Just one just over Zoom. Not with her, just in general by ourselves. <laughs> let us have a lunch. Please. Anna, what's something spooky that happened to you this week? Something spooky that happened to me this week was I watched the movie Final Destination. (gasps) Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen it? Oh, yeah. I've been dying to see it for a long time, and I was afraid of being afraid. Um, It's a lot gorier than I expected. Yes. Um, Jason and I just watched all of the Scream movies. um, (gasps) Oh, dream. And it was about the same level of uh, stabby murder. Yes. But it was like, there's, it just felt, it was... uh, 
I loved it. Yes. The beginning of it, I loved it. And then it was like, because we never see the kids before the scary thing happened, it was just like there weren't as many stakes because I didn't really care about them very much. And like, it was just weird to have such a long, it was similar to us watching League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, where it was like, how is there this much movie? And I know this little about the characters, like <laughs> in a real way. Like That's I know, the, really I know all your details, but why don't I it's, know any of these people? Yeah, it's kind of a, um, it's kind of a Avatar effect. Yeah, we know where it's like, oh, this uh, made such a big impact, and yet, and yet, can we remember anything from it? No, no. Um, like all the deaths and stuff were good. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the, there was an unbelievable amount of plot, which for me is hard. Yeah. Um, well, I think we, and forgive me, I'm sure I've maybe mentioned this before. You know, this was originally, Final Destination was originally written as an X-Files episode. That's right. And there are two FBI that. agents in the movie who very <gasps> clearly are supposed to Whoa. like, you know, not very clearly, but who like, that's the plug-in of Mulder and Scully. Oh, that makes so much sense. I was like, why are they here? Like, I get that it makes sense that if he was predicting these killings, that it would make sense that right. he would be investigated. But it felt like such a side swipe. Um, yeah. Whoa, I I like that better. <laughs> I guess yeah. it would have been too expensive. Right. I, and I'm sure I'm sure that was it. Like, I'm sure that was an element in it. But even um the guy who gets, uh, who accidentally hangs himself in the shower... Uh, Chad E. Danella is it, like was in a X Files episode where he plays like a shark, like a shark boy. A shark boy. Yeah, he had a wild Long Island accent. I also keep accidentally watching movies that happen on Long Island. We watched <gasps> Boiler That's Room, right? <laughs> which was extraordinarily. It was very Boiler Room. Um, oh that was wow! Yeah, but um, the scary things in the movie that I liked were that when death shows up, it's sort of like a spooky, gloopy shadow. Like a watery shadow that sort of darkens the frame. I thought that was very scary. Yep. Yeah, just the imagery was scary and like Devin Sawa seemed scared. He does. He's very good at being scared. Yes. Um, What was scary that happened to you this week? Oh, let's see. Oh, okay. Um, I... (laughs) I keep getting these calls, you know, like, you know, this the scam where it's like you get a call from a number that's um, like one digit off your number or like yes. one that's from your area code. So I keep getting them. They come at like the worst time in the morning and wake me up and everything. Um, and they'll be like four a day, like without fail four a day. But the thing is they never leave a voicemail. And uh, mm. and I, I know I've had a voice. I know I've had voicemail spooky things that related that have happened before. Um, but this time the voicemail was just. I w- it's like it's so faint. I wish I could like play it. But like um, the voicemail is just like very 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 quietly in the background. I mean I'm sure it's just like computer clicking, but it sounds much like the aliens from Signs. We're just like in the background for like 20 seconds. You hear like. Oh. And it, it spooky. It spooked me. Um, that is scary. What do you think they were tickling? tickling? I'm sure what happened was I, I don't know if any of you have ever um, canvassed, like or or phone banked um, for a political campaign or something like that. Sometimes the uh, system that you work like doesn't hang up, and you don't hear anything, and you're just like on their line for a while. And so I think that might have happened. Got it. Oh, like very it, spooky. Yeah, it's like a fishing thing where, you know, they just don't know. Um, but yeah, that spooked me. They just don't know. 
Well, <laughs> listener, here we are. Here we are again. We've made it through yet another episode. You've ho- hopefully made it through yet another Monday. That's true. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, uh, make sure to subscribe. What do we say? Are people listening to podcasts anymore? Who can say? I, it's funny. I think I think on the whole podcast listening's going down because people aren't or or you know some people aren't They're commuting not. as much. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we're still getting plenty of feedback and um, some really nice reviews, which we so appreciate. Uh, we love a five star review and some nice things um, <laughs> and some nice things to we say. Like, we like some nice things. That's true. Yeah. Because I'm and, a Taurus. And gosh, we. Oh, sorry. <laughs> playwright. That's fine. Go ahead. And uh, and of course, we love to. Oh my god! I truly feel like I'm getting dumber by the second. Let's try this again. We love when you follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Scary story underscore pod. Uh, please continue to tell us your stories. You can email us at scarystorypod at gmail.com. And as Anna very wisely points out, that is singular scarystorypod at gmail.com because apparently there's a scarystoriespod at gmail.com and it's caused some confusion in the past. Don't go to them. Come to us. Come to us. And maybe go to them too. Hey, there's more than one way to tell a scary story when you're skinning a cat. That's true. As the adage goes. And to all of you out there skinning cats, get get out out. forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.